What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, I unfortunately have COVID currently, so I do apologize if there's any, you know, sickness involved. It's uh, it's been a it's been an interesting last few days. Uh, things are getting better though. Uh, so yeah, not not terrible. So I think I feel pretty lucky about that. But I have been getting a lot of hobby done, and that's been good. Um, you know, but before we get into anything further, as we like to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it on over to co-host Brent over here and say what's up man uh how, how you been what you been up to H- hello well look I hope you get better soon you're sounding okay to me right now so it's good <laughs> I think you're gonna hold your end for this podcast here this one's gonna be a, a good one folks it's yeah gonna be a good one it's a good one um, I feel me like I'm feel packing like. up for Gen Con you're not going to Gen Con you were gonna go uh, to Gen, no. Con. <laughs> be Gen Con buddies but for for some reason you're bailing now but that's that's where I'm at in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I had okay. Yeah, I'm really. I'm just like. I physically am emotionally upset that I can't go. Um, and it's not. It's not actually technically because of COVID. Because like realistically, I'm sure I'll test clean before I would get on the airplane, right? Um, but I'm also trying to sell my house right now, and. Luckily, we did actually get an offer today, and we put an offer on a house, so it's kind of all, like, culminating into this whole thing of, of I'm going to end up moving, and it's going to be like, we're doing stuff during that time. And I felt okay. like, as much as I want to go, I have other things that are just more pressing right now, which well, sucks. I'm excited so, you know, for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't need you checking your phone constantly while we're doing a pickup game at Gen Con. You know, I'm we're gonna doing be. a one shot like D and D. And Casey's just on his phone the whole time putting in counter officers uh, counter offers. We, yeah, we don't right? need any of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably what would be happening too. It's like, oh check out this thing, I need you to sign this. Like yeah, I've been getting emails like every day nonstop, so yeah, it's it's a bummer. So I'm I'm sorry uh, that I will miss all of you guys at Gen Con. I was was really hoping to to hang out again. So yeah, but you know we got this podcast. So so yeah, let's talk about some we got hobby this podcast. stuff. Okay, I had a really good day today, Casey. Can mm-hmm. I tell you all about it? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. All right. So one of the fun perks of being a YouTuber is that you can email a variety of people and be like, hey, if I called you, would you pick up the phone? And a surprising number of people say yes. So Mm -hmm. today I got to talk to, wait for it, one of the engineers at the Archon Studio uh, plastic casting manufacturing company. The, the the company that makes dungeons and lasers and the the ramparts terrain and they've got they've got a yeah. whole bunch of other stuff coming out too but. high quality plastic minis yeah yeah so these guys are located in Poland they all speak great English or, or the folks I've talked to over there all speak great <laughs> the, English the ones uh, they let talk on the phone yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah much better than my Polish that's hundred percent sure anyway. Uh, I got to have a two-hour conversation with somebody who knows the ins and outs of casting plastic models, and it was the highlight of my week, maybe my month. <laughs> I had so much fun. Well, after all, cutting up all those sprues, you're you're you know arms length, elbow yeah. deep in in polystyrene. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little little bit of on top, a little extra. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I just had like like pages of questions for this guy, and he was answering them all. Like he was being forthcoming and straightforward with the answers, and I was not expecting that. Like tr- try calling up GW and asking for the right. details of the manufacturing <laughs> process. <laughs> <They're> like no, <laughs> yeah, they they would probably not want to share that information because you know. How much, like, how much does a an actual mold cost, and you know all that kind of stuff? It's not something they want to share because I think sure. that they make it seem like it's very expensive, like extremely right. expensive. Right, 
And, and I got a little bit of information about how the GW process is a little bit different than the process at, at other companies. But uh, anyway, I am definitely going to make a video at some point about the, the ins and outs of high-impact polystyrene casting and model making. And oh man, this, this guy even volunteered to like get me behind-the-scenes photos and, and videos Ooh. and stuff. So... I, I'm just on to cloud nine. Yeah. Have a great day. I don't make a video for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but to kind of tease this, I wanted to share sort of two of the, of the nuggets of really fun information that I got today. Mm -hmm. So first off polystyrene, and I, I suspected this before polystyrene is not gray. Polystyrene is white. Like most organic compounds, it's uh colorless clear white it's uh either either you add a specific dye to it on purpose or there's some weird impurities in there that maybe make it yellow or something something uh, something's yeah. decaying in there gets yellow <laughs> so uh the fact that all of our sprues are or most of our sprues are gray is intentional that is white pellets of polystyrene that have been mixed with uh, a couple of percent of dark gray pellets essentially uh color pellets and the reason for that is white models do not show up well on a camera mm -hmm. white models look like absolute garbage and for anyone who has been doing some 3d printing and if for some reason you bought white resin you know this <laughs> yeah i have done that before i've bought white resin and and yeah it, it you can't tell like it's you you do a print and you're like I don't know if this is quality or not. Like you literally yeah. can't see it. Right. Yeah. And if you squint you can be like okay, both of the arms printed, both of the legs yeah, right? printed. <laughs> and that's about it until you prime it uh -huh. to be able to actually see the mini. But yeah, white uh, white printer resin just reflects all the light back in your eye, and burns your retina and <laughs> just uh, I, it's no good. <laughs> well, there's a model, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, something there. Yeah, it's funny. This, it like never occurred to me that that that's the case. Even though I've had plenty of sprues that are like red or yellow mm -hmm. or blue, like mm -hmm. it, you know, it's it seems like that's just how that would work. But I don't know. Never occurred to me. <laughs> Gray plus red is mostly red. Maybe yeah. that's how it worked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Or they just used red and, pellets. <laughs> right. Another clue was that probably if you've been doing this for a while, you've seen different shades of gray in, in terms of mm -hmm. your sprue collection. Yeah. Uh, even, even for the same model, like even for the same, same cast, mm -hmm. you buy one and... In 1995, and then you buy the same thing. They're still selling in, in 2012, and you've got a couple of different shades of gray on that rhino, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's just the mix and ratio. The the I, I, That's the follow-up question i got to ask. Are they adding black pellets or gray pellets? That's a question. You know, dark gray pellets or black pellets? It's a good question. It I doesn't mean, matter. It, it doesn't matter. probably <laughs> black, though. It doesn't matter at all. It, it is completely irrelevant. <laughs> like you got to call him back. Like, hey man, I I totally forgot. I need to know this information. Well, that was the thing. I I got to talking to to Jarek over at, at Archon Studio, and I just had this list of questions. We were going at it for a while, and he was he was starting to look a little bit tired towards the end of the phone call. <laughs> but I kept going, and it was just like, oh, oh man, like he's and, just being super polite. <laughs> yeah, super polite. I'm like, what about? What about brown sprues? What, yeah. what are you putting those? How do you yeah. do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like he doesn't want to answer these questions. <laughs> Highlight of your week, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> Another one of these guys. <laughs> no, no. It was, it, it was a great conversation uh, because he, he appeared enthusiastic throughout throughout the entire time. But, for sure, uh, yeah. But, but I definitely kept doing, ooh, ooh, one more question, one more yeah, question. Yeah. Oh, I got this other <laughs> thing, yeah. So, um, yeah, but independently, I had definitely figured out that white models look like garbage, and then, yeah, mostly through 3D printing, and then either the actual color of the resin or then priming what came out of a 3D printer. 
I had independently fig figured out that, yeah, gray is really the best color to be photographing a a bear mini. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, yep, that's why our sprues are gray. There you go. I mean, that's, pre that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 You got any other, uh, I mean, it was like a two-hour conversation. You got any other sweet nuggets of polystyrene goodness? I'll give you one more nugget. All right. I'll give you one more nugget. All right. So, <laughs> you know, these, the molds, one of the reasons they're expensive is because they're metal molds that, mm -hmm. that go through thousands and thousands of, of casts, really hundreds of thousands of casts of, of whatever the sprue is. And so the way they are made is there's a computer, you know, CAD program to lay out the minis and the bits on a sprue pattern, essentially. And you got your, your experts to figure out what the layout is going to be so that the plastic is most likely to actually squeeze out from the injection point into all the corners and, and end up where you want it, mm -hmm. which uh, sounds like that takes a, a whole lot of experience, too. Yeah. Of... of yeah, making sure that there's not like dead areas in the sprue and making sure the the right amount of material is actually going to flow out. Um, but anyway, once you once you have the, the CAD layout of what you want the sprue to look like, you take that over to a, a CNC engraver, essentially, and you, you put in a, a rectangle of, they use aluminum, put in a rectangle of aluminum, tell the, the CNC to get to work and, and cut you out a a mold for that sprue and apparently uh so there's there's two halves of the sprue two slabs of aluminum that'll be placed together mm -hmm. and apparently running at 24 hours a day it takes about five days somewhere in there to to cut out each half of the sprue and so you know it it, it gets tossed around a lot that the the tooling to make you know, hips, plastic models takes a lot of work and, and mm -hmm. the setup cost is really high. Well, one of those costs is you have two CNC engraving machines running for at least five days to cut out the the mold tools. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's like highly accurate. I mean, that's insane that a CNC machine would be that accurate to get like smooth... You know, like like a face or something, right? Yeah. Like, in order to get that detail. Yeah, I could see that taking quite a bit of time for something to, to be made like that. Especially cutting out aluminum. Yep. So, uh, what I was told is that it starts with a big drill, drill bit to, to kind of get the crude shapes going. Mm -hmm. And then the robot switches to smaller and smaller drill bits. Or I don't know what they're called. I call them drill bits, but I don't know what I'm talking about. But the en engraver majiggers that go yeah. down and engrave any tool. Yeah, <laughs> bits of some sort. <laughs> well, the robot is using some sort of Dremel. I'll I'll tell you that. I know right, that. it's got to yeah. be something, right? Some something. something. <laughs> Follow up question. <laughs> Follow up question. Is it actually a Dremel? <laughs> yeah. What what is this called? <laughs> Also, not relevant, not important. <laughs> and so uh, apparently the, the final, you know, smallest drill bit sizes end up being at either 0.3 or 0.2 millimeters. Okay. So which which is, yeah, that that's the fine detail of the faces and stuff. But interestingly, and this does match up with what I was told when I was hanging out with the, the CEOcast guys, mm -hmm. is that... That is still less resolution than what you get on a 3D printer. Mm -hmm. So nominally, uh, on a very average 3D print these days, on a very average resin print, the resolution is about 0 0.05 yeah. millimeters. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's definitely getting to a point where maybe you can't really tell the, the difference between yeah. 0.2 and 0 0.05 millimeters. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, if you if if you get the if you get the metal casters and the CO cast people and the 3D printers and the hips people and and uh, I don't know two part pouring resin people, sure. there's probably some more people. <laughs> you get all these people together and they start arguing about why their way is the best. 
get them PVC people over there too. You get, yeah, you get oh, all yeah. these people yeah. together. Get the wood carving people. Get all these people together. <laughs> wood carving. All, what kind of resolution is that? About why their models are the best and the, and the pros and the cons. Um, yeah, clearly high density polystyrene has a lot of advantages. But it's just interesting to hear that the the limit on the resolution, I guess, mm-hmm. for the three D printer that's determined by the 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 stepper motor for the z-axis on the 3d printer and it's determined by the pixel density of the screen on the 3d printer Mm -hmm. but for the cnc machine that's just how tiny that little drill bit is yeah yeah. and two very different technologies but oh man apparently the 3d printer has a a little bit of advantage there whether you can spot it or not with the with your eyeballs yeah, well, and I mean, we're we're getting so close to that where you know you you look at an eight K printer, you know, versus even a printer that's whatever two K a couple of years ago, like it's pretty hard to tell the difference, and especially once you paint the model, you know, there's there's a little extra detail, like we're we're not seeing the leaps that we were, so it's catching up, but then mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, like. The actual material itself is not polystyrene. Kind of exactly. It's not the best to work with, and I think that's really the limitations of three D printing in general. It's just not the best material to work with for for minis. So yeah. it's not as durable. You can't glue it together with plastic glue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It takes four hours to print instead of thirty seconds to inject. Yeah, you know, there's there's pros, but then you gotta. You got to get out that plastic glue and glue it together for the next six hours. So <laughs> yeah, right. Pluses and minuses. <laughs> that's <there>. that's yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, that's nice. You got to to learn about all the plasticky stuff. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm gonna think about that conversation. I'm gonna make a new list of questions and. And see if so keeps taking my phone follow. calls or yeah. not. <laughs> just keep calling, just to just say hi. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I would like to make a, a mini. <laughs> How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could take some minis and and have them CNC out your head a hundred times in different whatevers and have a sweet Brent head mold. Yeah. Bring all my. Get all my birthday and Christmas money for the past oh, yes. 36 years <laughs> yeah. and bring that on over to Poland. And... Right, yeah. <laughs> you might be able to get one sprue. <laughs> I would like some some plastic minis of me, please. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. Ah, what a life I lead that's not that far away from being no, reality. I know. But, like, yeah. In reality, it's like, well, I could make that decision. <laughs> like, the question is, do you want to? <laughs> I think I think it's a good idea though. Uh, don't encourage me, Casey. That's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it is sort of encouraging you, but it's definitely encouraging everyone else to use your head on their armies. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see a clone army of Brents. <laughs> don't do well with peer pressure, Casey. Don't do this. <laughs> good. That means it's not going to take long. <laughs> you signed my petition, right? <laughs> I did. I did That's sign your petition to bring rap men to 40k. Yeah, which apparently is already a thing in one page rules. So yeah, you gotta pay attention. I I already knew that. That's that's not the point, is it? Uh-huh. I'm not asking to bring rats to one page rules. <laughs> like, come on. Okay. That's okay. literally the not the thing. It's not. That's not what I said. Okay. Are there right, rat men you... in 40k? No. No, there aren't. No, there aren't. You're right. But uh, I was number like 615 on that petition. Uh, so Yeah, I think it's up to like 740, 50 now somewhere. Ooh. It's getting there. We're almost at that, that uh, going to get on the whatever the featured page or something. I don't know. That's yeah. what it told me. Bring that on over to Eddie Eccles and, and throw that down on his desk. I plan to. He does not take my calls. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, at a certain point, I don't know when, probably whenever I, it's not getting any movement anymore, um, I'm just going to, like, forward it to a bunch of employees at Games Workshop just to see what happens. 
Uh-huh. You want to set up a call? We can talk. I have 800 people who want to talk. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I think uh, I think that's a, that's a good way to go. Be heard. Mm-hmm. Did, did you crack the email code over at Games Workshop? First initial, last name <laughs> right. at Games Workshop. At games workshop. That's yeah. not the real one. Don't 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 send people that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll figure. I'll figure something out. Well, you're fighting the good fight. I'm. I'm happy. Well, that's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So did you? So you had that that fun conversation. You've been doing any any hobby? Or are you still just cutting sprues and painting dark Eldar? I put my sprues back in the basement. I'm really? done for a little while. Okay. That's all. That's... The, that's all I was doing. I was cutting them up. I was putting them in a smaller box. <laughs> I guess you had putting them in yeah. fewer boxes and smaller boxes, and then putting them right back in the basement. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> like that's fair. You had a you had a task. You took care of it. I guess a little house cl- cleaning, you know, housekeeping, and you're you're done. This project done over. Done. Took me two weeks to clip these sprues. Just put them right back in the box. <laughs> Man, I've I've been working on secret projects over here, Casey. You don't need oh, I to know. expose things yet. We want to keep some things undercover over here. Why don't you uh, pull attention now? Mm-hmm. And, and talk about what you've been up to. Uh, let's see. I I went to Disneyland. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you didn't get any sprue clipping done at Disneyland, did no, you? No, but I did get COVID, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we can laugh about it now. Yeah, I Too mean. Soon? <laughs> to, no, I feel better, but I don't know. I could take a turn. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> No, like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I got it from there. Cause like, I mean, I have to assume I did, right? Like I was in an airport, I was at Disneyland for multiple days. Like, you know, didn't start really feeling bad until pretty much when we were going home. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I wasn't sick while I was there, so I felt pretty good. Haven't been there in a while. Um, it really got me thinking, though, you know, like, I, I really don't like taking breaks, like, from doing hobby stuff. And, like, I didn't bring anything with me to, like, do any hobby, because, you know, it's like, okay, family vacation type thing. Like, we're there for other things, but it's still, like, it kind of gets at me a little bit. Like, I, I don't like being away from, like, doing, I don't know, work, I guess. I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, it's just that's what I do. That's like, that's my thing. Um, I tend to like forget things and like, I forget where I put stuff in my office, you know? So I come back and I'm just all discombobulated. I have no idea what's going on. I gotta like pick something new to paint for the week and start filming. And I'm just, I don't know, like taking too long of a break kind of sucks. You lose the, the flow. Right. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. Like, because before I left, you know, I was getting prepared to leave. So I was like four weeks ahead, you know, more like three. But, you know, I had I had a video done. Another one was in the can. It was uploaded like sponsors spots were done. Everything's good to go. And then, you know, we started getting into the whole house thing. So kind of lost a bunch of time there. But then like, okay, cool. We can go on vacation. I don't have to think about it. And now that I'm back, it's like everything's just dumped on me all at once. I got everything to do. And it's like, man, that's that's like overwhelming hobby. It is an interesting point of of once you stop being in that daily routine or, or whatever your, your periodicity is there of, of hobbying. Like if you get away from that, sometimes it is a little bit hard to get back to it. Or, yeah. or once you... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of break the habit, interrupt the flow. Yeah, it can be a little hard to get back into. You forget where you put your tools. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even a few days gone, it's like if I'm in the middle of something, like I, I don't feel as motivated to get stuff done, you know. Um, even when I, I came back, so I've been working on this Sonic Dreadnought from Forge World. 
and it's like this whole emperor's children thing. It's like pinks and yellow, or what is it, pinks and purples? Yeah, a uh, bunch of gold. I don't know what a sonic dreadnought is. Okay, um, so you, you know what a venerable dreadnought is? The boxy one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, but, okay. But you know, okay, like the uh, the noise marines. You remember the okay. noise marine kit that came out not that long ago? Um, so there's a whole like sub faction in the Emperor's Children Army of of basically noise marines. They're all playing instruments. They have sonic weapons. It's a whole thing. It's really cool. Uh, like super unique. They don't give a shit about it anymore, of course, because uh, it's too cool. Um, but I have this old Forge World Sonic Dreadnought. It's got like big ass speakers on its, its boxy, you know, shoulders, um, and it's like this huge ass gun with like a speaker at the end, which is really cool. Uh, and then randomly a giant chainsaw, because why not? But, uh, yeah, like, I, I was just picking it up, and, and, like, it had a lot of work to, to be done on it anyways, but, like, I was just having such a hard time, like, figuring out, like, the process of, like, doing anything, like, painting it even. It's just, like, for some reason, it's, like, I lost all my, my training and ability to, like, follow through on a paint job, and it's, like, this is stupid. It's not even, it's not even that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, like that flow state kind of thing, like you're in it, even if you're, you're hobbying, you know, a couple times a week, like if you miss a day, all of a sudden it's a lot easier to miss the next day. Right. And then the next day it's like anything, right? Like working out or, you know, eating healthy or something. It's like, you're going to miss it. And then you're just gonna be like, meh, I fell off, whatever, you know? But, uh, I, I noticed that for me in particular, it's, it's, I gotta like continue to be up on it, you know? So it kind of plays into like not going to Gen Con too. Like I feel like, like I'm missing out on continuing like this hobby journey that I'm on because I'm going to miss this thing, which like isn't true, but I in, feel in that. In some ways, Gen Con's a little bit disruptive because you're away from your painting desk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like even Adepticon was like that. Buying minis. Oh, yeah. sure. You're getting excited about the hobby. Sure, you're playing yeah. D&D one-shots. You're seeing old pals, but you're away from your painting desk. You're not getting no hobby done. That's true. Although I, I did feel at Adepticon, like, being surrounded by that so much kind of kind of kept it even, right? Because sure. okay. I'm, like, I'm okay. still thinking about it. I'm still talking about it, you know, doing. But, like, going to, going to Disneyland, like, I'm not talking about Warhammer. Although I had this weird interaction with somebody who I'm like, I'm 99% sure he recognized me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like in the line Tell somewhere us. at Disneyland. And, and he like looks at me and like does that whole double take thing, right? I'm like, uh-huh. okay, I, I know that double take. And, and I'm like over with my family and stuff. And he's just like staring. I'm like, I come on, dude. Just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be the guy to be like, oh, hey, man. So, uh, hey, I'm me. Yeah. Because that's weird, right? Um, but like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I had that, that, you know, eye contact recognition thing. Cause he kind of like was a little wide eyed for a second. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Could have had a bee on my head. I don't know. One of the first recognitions in public public is, is at Disneyland. Maybe. Maybe. 99%. Uh, like, you know, you know, it's like that look, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, it, I think it's, it's happened before, obviously like in a hobby shop or something, you know, somebody does that double take and they generally are like, well, I'm in a hobby shop. I might as well ask. Cause seems like that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, Disneyland, it's insane. I don't know. Mm, it gotten too big, Casey. Oh yeah. So huge. So yeah. huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since you've gotten back and you're selling your house, you've, yeah. uh, you've kind of glued a dreadnought together. Is that your, is that your entry back into hobby? Pretty much. I mean, I, okay. I did finish it. Like it's all painted and okay. he's good oh. to go. Ooh. Yeah. He's looking, Ooh. he's looking pretty slick. You know, all sonicy and pink and whatnot. Yeah, um, like it's not my favorite paint job, and there are a lot of issues with the model because it was like really like I don't know if somebody just stepped on it a bunch or 
poured i don't know there's somebody poured something on it too there's like glue everywhere that i can't get off i don't know if it's it's melted the uh, resin or something something not good i it was donated to me a a while back it's man i have a box in my closet and it is legitimately i can see it from here it is labeled the weird stuff and it is a large box of mostly hot glued minis and I'm not talking like a little bit of hot glue. I'm talking like it is mostly hot glue and Games Workshop parts. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you're rescuing from eBay. You oh, need I that know. hot glue sometimes. <laughs> that's true. And I have I have certainly gotten my fair share of hot glue over eBay. Uh, these were donated to me by someone uh, in Canada. And I'm not sure, like, I was asking him what the deal was. And he's just like, oh, you know, I don't really care what they look like it's it's more of a like i use them for whatever so it's like super slapdash paint hot glue like to keep the model from falling over because it won't stand hot glued it's like there's a washer hot glued to the bottom so it's like heavy that kind right. of thing and i don't right. know he, he was telling me like it's just what i do i'm like all right yeah you get your hobby gone that's fine um but yeah, it's it's a big box of a bunch of weird stuff, man. Someday I'll I'll get it out. I don't think I can fix any of it. <laughs> like legitimately, I think it's gone. I mean, you need a good challenge for eBay miniature <laughs> rescues. Sometimes you gotta just challenge yourself. Yeah, can't be all easy repaints. Some, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you gotta get the. I've had, glue some, challenge. I've had some good ones. I've had some good, like, real busted up models before. Like, yeah, you have. Like, this, actually, this, uh, the Dreadnought was one of the more, like, in depth models because I, you can't find parts for it anymore, right? Because it's old, out of print, out of production. Yeah. They have the new, cool looking Dreadnoughts that they've had for a while. Um, I mean, they have, like, one version of, like, it's like a Salamander's Venerable Dreadnought or something, but it's it's not, doesn't have any of the same markings, of course. Um, so there's just nothing you can get out there. And unfortunately, the only thing I could find was, like, a recast of the model. Um, and I've been looking for parts for, like, I've had this model for a couple years, and I've been wanting to do something and wanting to do something. I finally just found that on eBay, and it was, like, 20 bucks. And it had all the parts that I needed. Um, weirdly missing a couple of parts in the recast kit. I don't know why. Uh, but I ended up like kind of treating it like a 3D print where, you know, I cut off everything else and just use the part I need to fix the piece. Mm. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of recasting um, you know, for a lot of reasons. But uh, in this case, it was pretty much the only solution that I could find. That seems honorable. I mean, I mean, there's there's the whole debate about recasting, and personally, it hasn't touched my life very much at all. As far as I know, I've seen very few recasts. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it's like in the scale of things, it's not a big issue. I could be very wrong, but it's... Uh, there, there seems to be more discussion about it than to me, it seems like it's actually a problem, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, because, you know, Games Workshop, just because they're the ones you hear about, uh, I mean, they do go after people. They do go after recasters and there are, you know, legal actions being taken. Um, and a lot of people want to say, well, you know, they're such a huge company. It's not affecting them, whatever, whatever. Um, but you know, the smaller games that get recast I've been I've been reading a bunch of stuff on it and I guess there are a lot of like smaller games independent games um that do get recast and sold and like even a small amount of that if it's like one person making you know uh uh limited edition models like there are a couple of like one person studios out of like uh Spain and yeah Poland and that kind of thing that that do that and like if somebody recasts one of their models right it's like, well, I only made mm-hmm. 500 of those, and now there are 1,200 in existence. Yeah. It kind of ruins the collectability of that item, right? Like, it, it might not hurt that, technically, that example but it is does obviously ruin that. not great. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's mostly what I've been finding is it's like, yeah, Games Workshop, no, they're not hurting from it. It's not really affecting them like their bottom line, right? But there are a lot of people that are being affected that you might not even realize. So mm. um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm planning on including a lot of that in uh, the video about this model because obviously it is a recasting. Um, yeah. And there are some interesting like legalities around that too, like because a lot of people think that oh well if I if I use it for personal use, like if I recast it myself to use for me, and that's like that's technically still not okay depending on what country you're in kind of thing. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff. Anyways, this isn't supposed to be about recasting, but um, yeah, just. Uh, Having so to use okay all those as long as you don't broadcast it in a very public format, like Paint Bravely the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, I from from a purely ethical point of view, using a recast as spare parts for an original legit cast. Actually, mm-hmm. that seems pretty reasonable. That seems pretty it, reasonable. It to me. feels reasonable. Yeah. It, it does. Like, I mean, you know, something that's like that. It's just busted it's gone i mean i even left some of the damage uh because using the part or or part of the thing that was actually damaged would have caused me to use a lot more of the recast than i actually wanted to that i felt comfortable doing so there are parts of this model that just look kind of crappy um but you know what like i figure this is still 99 percent the original model even if it's busted right here like yeah. it's painted, it looks pretty good, it's playable, nobody could really complain about it. So like the damage is, is fine, right? Like yeah. I feel good about it almost. Like it's it's fine. I know it's original, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sue the dinosaur, the T Rex that's in the Smithsonian. That's like ninety percent real real dinosaur bits. And then yeah. and then in like little letters they'd be like, Oh, the other ten percent we just like put some put some food wrappers in there like we just right. put some that the rest of that's just paper mache we're not telling you which ones but uh, right they're not going to it's, it's mostly thing. legit don't worry about it there's a little that's bit of paper mache a little bit of plaster in there <laughs> it looks like mostly sue yeah it is, it is mostly the coolest uh find in all paleontology mostly but, but also there's some plaster of paris in there yeah and uh yeah the, does it it doesn't say Chinese what parts it is though right it literally doesn't say. So it could be like the the last bone in the tail or, you know, that tooth up there. I mean, I think it's all publicly available information. I'm, sure I'm not sure is. what the actual plaques say in front of the dinosaur. Like, Turns out the skull completely fabricated. We just made that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Just replace it with a giant parrot head. That's actually what a T-Rex looks like. <laughs> yeah. The more of these they find, they're just finding out all, all more information about this. Like, we've been wrong all these years. Yeah. But if you've got if you've got a legit cast uh, that was properly sourced, and you've got your little certificate of authenticity, I don't. you're missing some bits, and you just kind of <laughs> fill those in from wherever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not going to judge you for that, Casey. I oh, think that's I'm glad. okay that's by me. me. Feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's mostly what I've been working on. That that's a pretty that's been a pretty big project. It took me it took me a whole day to just tear it down and rebuild it. So like it was it was an in-depth rescue, you know. Uh I think I think a majority of the video that I'm making is actually just going to be about that. Like just tearing it down and rebuilding because the painting is like, eh, it's fine, but it's really not that complicated. It's a big box with some weapons on it. It's not like fancy, you know? Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been really trying to keep my space from getting too dirty at the same time, which that's, that's been a little bit difficult. Um, so, you know, when you, when you do sell your house, you have people uh, like your real estate agent can book showings or uh, a real estate agent can book showings for people who are interested in your house, right? So you have to have your house pretty clean all the time and like everything is kind of staged so it looks kind of like a model home, if you will. 
Uh, and that includes my office. Like I did a lot of work beforehand to get it to looking pretty good. And I've had to keep it that way. And it's been like really difficult because I'm the kind of person that when I start a project, like everything comes out because I need it right here, right now. It's like, I need to be able to grab it. And like, for some reason, okay. Yeah. I miss a couple of days of, of hobby work, whatever you want to call it. And I like, I forget where everything is, but I'll take everything out and put it every which way in this room. And I'm going to be like, I need that thing from over there. Oh, it's right here. You know, I got that. I got that. It's like, it's that whole flow thing of just like, I got to spread out. I got to get my stuff in a work environment. Like it, it kind of keeps me motivated. Like as the paint comes out, you know, um, yeah. but trying to like, trying to do that and be clean is, is super hard. I don't know if you have this, this issue. Uh, like how clean your your space is you know so normally between projects i actually really do enjoy putting my paints back on the racks and everything but to a point at least pushing the paintbrushes over to the side sometimes put it in <laughs> a little jar or whatever yeah but yeah in between projects i actually really do like to neaten up my desk but once i start a project i'm pulling paints out and then I'm keeping them out. I'm keeping them off of my racks right yes. in front of me on my desk. Because, like, this is the green I'm using. I don't want to forget what green I'm using. <laughs> right. Actually, grab these some other the green. These are the browns that I'm using. I don't <laughs> want to forget what all these browns that I'm using are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like you know that's the, the, the active use stuff, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and until I am done with that paint job and ready to varnish it, all those browns are staying on my desk. Right, yeah. And it will be a celebration when I say I'm done with this mini and I get to put them all back. But while I am in the middle of a paint job, yeah, I got I got stuff all over the place. Heck yeah. yeah. Do you think that it's, like, I don't know, do you need to have it be messy in order to, like, make it work? No, like, make I, the hobby I, process work? I would much rather have things be be clean, but it just the mess happens, and I don't want to put things away because I think I'm still gonna be using them. Okay. No. See, I feel like the mess helps me work. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it, it feels like I'm getting something done. There's like something to show for that, right? Huh. Um, and and in this case, because I'm having to put things away at kind of random times, I'm being robbed of the the final cleanup because i do enjoy that like when i'm done the model's up i put it on the shelf like yes time to clean the space you know like clean it all up put everything away wipe everything down oh it's so satisfying but i've been like like three or four times now it's like i've just been robbed of that satisfaction and then I, yeah, state like which, which pink did I use? I don't yeah. remember. I don't know. They're like, hey, you keep nailing those Hot Wheels up to your door. Take that down. Take those Hot Wheel tracks down again. What did I tell you, Casey? Like, those, nobody wants to buy that. We got we to gotta open that door. Show them you got a backyard. Yeah. I still don't think anybody's opened that door, but yeah. <laughs> All for nothing. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I think they would have been impressed by my, uh, my epic Hot Wheels track. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. The house doesn't come with the Epic Heart Wheels track. All right, so get this right. Like we got we got an offer that we're setting back because one of the things that they put in their offer was, "Can we have your refrigerator?" That is now part of our deal. It's like, okay. what the hell are you talking about? No, you, you cannot plan- have my refrigerator. Those are heavy, you know. Like you're gonna have to get a dolly, as uh-huh. straps. You're going to have to put like a, like a weightlifting belt. You're still going to end up going to the emergency room. <laughs> right. Those belts don't work. They've <laughs> <laughs> never been good for anybody. Actually hurt You're going to be on the couch worse. for two weeks afterwards. Right. Like, threw out a disc the, or something. Give them the refrigerator, dude. I just, it's like, I just a new bought this refrigerator. I just bought it. It's it's got It's like the nice Samsung with like Alexa in. It's got the whole calendar and uh, I can see my ring doorbell through it. I can I can talk to it. You know, place music, and I can watch okay. YouTube and stuff. Like I'm not giving you my refrigerator, man. Figured the the eye refrigerator. Like if you configured your electronic yeah home yeah. If if you just don't want to redo the settings on on rebuying the same refrigerator when you get to your new place. 
I I mean, considering it's my refrigerator, like why would I just <laughs> give it to them? I just thought that was ridiculous. Like the other thing is they were like, "Can we also have your hot tub?" Okay. Well, uh, in that case, I was kind of like, "Yeah, okay. Well, it's got a leak in it, and it needs a new top. So if you're cool with that, yes." But this was after like all these other conversations. Like you're not having the fridge. Like <laughs> stupid. That's not. I don't know. You're gonna get to your new place, Casey. You're gonna you're gonna wheel that dolly in the front door. You're gonna, you you know you're gonna have to take the front door off the hinges to get your refrigerator <laughs> through the front door. You're gonna get it in there. You can get no. into the kitchen and realize you already got it for a refrigerator in your new place. Uh, the irony is that I'm pretty sure the people who are moving from the place we put an offer in are leaving their fridge. Yeah. But like you know, in, in the you it's gotta not check a thing. with me before you do these negotiations, Casey. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> yeah, source right. of excellent advice. That fridge is garbage. It doesn't have Alexa. I can't watch YouTube on my. That's stupid. No, I'm not giving you my friggin' fridge. Fridge. Turn on airbrush compressor. You I literally can't. I can yeah. with my refrigerator. I can do that from my refrigerator area, my kitchen, and it would turn my airbrush on in my office. You're getting a snack, you're getting that last slice of pie, and you're going to go back do some airbrushing, right, but right. you want that you want that tank to be full of compressed air by the time you get there. So yeah, because it doesn't take more than two seconds. That fridge is taking care of several <laughs> things all at once. You're multitasking. Right. I can, even, I can even go to my fridge and be like, all right, I need you to play whatever song or album or band. I want you to play that in every room in my house, and, and it'll do it. Okay. <laughs> so I can pre-set up music for my office. Before I even walk in, it's an amazing fridge. Has it even has my daily? It, it has a calendar on there. Connects to my phone, my Google calendars, everything. Everything's on there. It, you know what it told me today? It said I got paint bravely at nine o'clock with Brent. That's what it told me today. Uh-huh. That's that's on your agenda today. This is my fridge told me that. Not giving him my fridge. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I feel bad. Now I feel bad trying to get yes, rid of that you fridge. Should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a garage fridge. Maybe they want that. That's a. It's not a good fridge for food, but it works for drinks. Okay. Man, these these contracts got to be airtight. They got to specify which fridge they're talking about. If you just lift up the garage fridge, actually, that's a fair point. They didn't specify. I could just swap them and be like, "Yeah, go for it." <laughs> Uh, that closing is going to be a showdown, and you know it. Right? Uh, yeah. You make eye contact, you do not break eye contact. They got to look away first. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't put people in the same room that are doing that oh, for that know. reason. <laughs> I thought that was like the only time you ever got to meet them as well. No, like, no, you, yeah. you don't meet them. Okay, okay. No. Although we, I mean, yeah, we almost did on accident, but... Uh, it's a whole other thing that I won't go into because it's it's not important. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic Dreadnought. That's that's pretty fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, did you house, see that uh, uh, that D and D trailer? I did see the D and D trailer. Chris Pine looking old. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little been bit. Yeah. A little bit. Twelve, thirteen years since Star Trek two thousand nine. Yeah. 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 Twelve, thirteen years. Yeah. Anyway, the the D and D trailer, I thought it looked promising. I it thought did. it looked very promising. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even for a trailer, like the effects were pretty good. It it seemed well balanced, I guess. The characters seemed pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing with some of the, I guess, the tropes a little bit. You know, oh. Chris Pine, the hero, is also the bard. Perfect. It looks like he has a musical number at some point, which should be pretty great. Yeah. Uh, what Michelle Rodriguez is a barbarian. It's like okay, Wonderful. I'd buy that. Wonderful. That's cool. Just just kind of mixing things up. Like that's cool. Heck I yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, that girl who plays the thing that I can't remember her name, and that dude that I don't know his name. Owl Bear. Yeah. yeah. The Owl Bear. I don't I don't yeah. know the name of the actress. But... No, I, I she was in something recently, and I I don't remember what it was. She's very familiar though. Okay. But yeah, you got Michelle Rodriguez, you got Chris, Chris Pine, you you got an owl bear. There was gelatinous cube, displacer beast. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. a mimic. Mimic um, looked cool, yeah. Look, 
one, I'm going to watch the movie. I hope I'll enjoy it. But two, hope this gets more people into D&D. And then once they're into D&D, they get into those paint those minis. They paint, they get painted yeah. briefly. Yeah, they get them frameworks models. Oh, That's yeah. That's how we get them. Yeah. So all of you listeners, you tell your fridge to remind you to go and see that movie and to bring your friends to that movie. And then that's how you get your friends into all this business here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that'd be a fun. Have we talked about that ever before? I think we have, like 40 episodes ago, like how to, how how to how get to your, friends. your friends into this. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever yeah, talk I mean, about probably. that? Probably. We should talk about that more. I don't know. I, I rely on mass media to do this job for us. <laughs> I think that's not a great way to do it, but yeah. yeah. Next year, 2023, right, exactly. Chris Pine is taking care of this. Chris yeah, Pine, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, and that, that one owl bear. Yeah. But mass media previous in the D&D world has brought us D&D, like Dungeons and Dragons, the movie with uh, one of the Waynes brothers and what Mario Fuentes or something. I can't even remember who the main guy is. I, yeah, I, I know. did not hear good things, but I have not seen it yet. I so like on a whim, like a year ago. Yeah. I I saw it on sale on Maroku TV. Right, they have like a Fandango movie section you can buy stuff from. It was like a dollar ninety nine. I'm like, you know, I'm never giving this one a shot because I heard it was so bad. I watched about ten minutes and I have not watched it since. Like I couldn't commit for two dollars. I couldn't even. I couldn't do it. It's, it's pretty rare. That yeah. I turn off a movie halfway through, but it happens. Same. Same, though. Like, I will sit through, like, if, especially if I paid for it. I don't care if I paid a dollar or $20. Like, yeah. I did pay for the movie. But, man, I couldn't take it. Not often. Starship Troopers 2, that, oh. that one I got halfway through. Uh, I want to say I finished that. I finished the other one, and then when Rico came back in, like, Starship Troopers 8.5 or some such, that was... Yeah. yeah. Those are bad. That's a lot to think about. Pretty sure that's a board game. Uh, Starship Troopers is. Might be. Ooh. Ooh, I went to my thrift store, and they had a board game for Halo, and the minis in the board game didn't look that bad, but this was right in the middle of me clipping spruce. I'm like, no, I'm trying not to put tons of crap in my basement. Right, let's... Uh, you were freeing up space so you could fit more crap. I thought that was the hoarder way. Maybe he'll go right back over to that thrift store and see it's if gone. they still have that Halo board game. You you, you didn't pounce yeah, on the they deal. Had, yeah, they had you know a couple of Spartans, Master Chief in there. It looked like they had a couple of the elites from the Covenant. Sure, and, sure. You know, there were, was there this were the, uh, the clicks version? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. And and the terrain. There was actually a little bit of like plastic terrain, a few ledges and stuff that didn't look half bad. All right. I was close. I can't believe but you didn't buy it. I'm pretty surprised too, honestly. Was it so like two dollars? Really, I'm just committing this to record that I that I do not <laughs> you... always accumulate crap, even even when even you if should. It would be pretty reasonable, even if it would be a pretty good excuse to do so. Yeah. I I bought like. I don't know, 200, like, uh, Mech Warrior Clicks minis at a thrift store that I've never done anything with because I had to. We did talk about this 40 episodes ago. This For is the sure, one yeah, where I you know we did. stared down somebody who was clearly going to take them if you didn't, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I took good. them. So good. It's <laughs> from, like, some older lady who was, like, trying to get a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was very awkward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What oh, else? Ooh, I played a played another game of 40k. I, I lost again because I keep getting getting partnered with my friend Alex, and, and well, neither of us read the I rules the or the objectives here. or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's your friend Alex. He's gotta yeah. go. I, it was fun. I mean, I, I always good. enjoy hanging out with. But, but yeah, we we keep doing these two v two teams because we each bring a small army. We yeah, yeah. double up and do do the doubles and and one team was two Eldar players who had both read the rules and they had their note cards and Mark and Angie over there with their their cheat sheets and they're they're right. definitely rerolling ones. They're look, 
Mark and Angie were spending command points on things other than re-rolling to wound with a dark lance weapon. Like they, All right. They were spending <laughs> so they command knew. points for things other than re-rolls. Right. And some, some of them psychic like, abilities. Yeah. They had yeah. psychic ability. That was another thing. They had psychic abilities. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm already seeing a little bit of a problem here, right? <laughs> so, so you played 2v2. Mm-hmm. Where you're Dark Eldar and Alex is what orcs? orcs? Okay. Yep. Zero synergy. Not an army together that has rules. So limited already because you're not playing 2,000 points, right? But then Mark and Angie over there playing, what, 1,000 points of Eldar apiece? Creating eight, a eight fully functional... Yeah, but okay, but, one but was, generally... One was blue Eldars and one was yellow Eldars, <laughs> so they had different special rules. That's for I, sure don't think that that matters when they share the same keywords and rules in general like they're like well i'm re-rolling once because that blue fella is next to yeah. my yellow fella i don't know if they were sharing their ones re-rolls i feel like i have, I have <laughs> no way of adjudicating how they were determining that they got to re-roll every single time they missed i have no idea how they were arriving yeah, yeah. at that conclusion i trust them though like i do trust oh, sure them. sure yeah. they're probably they're probably telling the truth i'm not saying they're they're trying to cheat you I'm just saying that, like, when it comes down to it, it was basically, here's an entire army versus three-quarter, or, like, half of an army of two other people. Like, that's not necessarily, just even on paper, gonna end well for you or the orcs. They were definitely saying things like, re-roll all misses. Like, I I was catching, like, certain phrases like that. For any of these keywords. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'd tell me how many of my Dark Eldar to put away. And then right. they tell me to take a morale test and to put some more Dark mm. Eldar away. And uh-huh. I don't know. I got them all back at the box eventually. It's sure. All right. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you might be getting played a little bit, but not necessarily on purpose. I think just it's because... all it's all fun. Me and Alex were having fun. Oh, I'm sure. Content. I'm sure. I get to complain on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'll make a video where I get to complain there. It's all mm-hmm. good. It's all good. You know, they, my army started the game out in the open because that looks cool and the whole point of the game is to look cool and be thematic. Mm-hmm. All of their army started hiding between what, behind what I call coward rock on, <laughs> on, the, uh, on the map. Like all of their armies like completely out of line of sight, just all clustered up behind coward rock. Uh-huh. And then they'd they'd pop out to shoot, and then they'd run back behind Coward Rock, like sure, sure. just like a, a thematic army would. Yeah. Okay, so I take back everything I said. They were just playing correctly. That's all. <laughs> Fine. That's Fine. fair. Yeah. yeah. No. Look again. I I trust them. I think they were playing correctly. I'm sure they were. And anyways, the bottom line is you had a good time. Oh yeah, me and me and Alex were like hanging out and yeah. talking to each other while the other people were looking at their rule books and muttering right, while they right. were doing things with their dice boxes. Uh huh. They were bonding so, in their way. You were bonding yeah, then, in then your way. Then they tell us how many orcs and you know how many lads to take mm-hmm, off the table mm-hmm. and good. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow killing a bunch of Gretchen allowed them to get close enough to my my dark eldar that they just like kept walking on into my dark eldar they called it a consolidation move and my dark eldar didn't get to shoot that turn because they were all dead from from getting chopped up by by eldar weapons yeah them them uh wraith knights and such or yeah the word wraith was used yeah Yeah, a lot of wraith it was uh Little guys, a, a wraith lords. Yeah, a, okay. A revenge insert. Does that sound right? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guardian is definitely oh, a yeah. guardian. Avenger, yeah, Avengers. Avengers. Avenger. Yes, yes, Avengers. Yeah. No, the Avengers. Dark Avengers. Look, Those... I don't know. I don't know this game. I don't know. Oh man. Um, but me and Alex were learning a lot. And, Dark uh, Reapers. Uh, Reapers. Yeah. yeah. Dark Reapers. So, anyways, um, I convinced Alex and Angie to give mm-hmm. one page rules a try. Mark, right. Mark's a little bit iffy. He's 
he's put a lot of effort into reading his codex and like yeah, spent okay. a lot of money on it. So he's, I don't know if he's quite there with one page rules yet, but yeah, I can convince uh, Mark and Angie to you know, Alex and Angie to give it a try. So one of these days we'll play one page rules and I'll read, I will read all 16 pages of those rules. And we'll get right. to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty curious about one page rules. Uh, obviously they have rat men. Thank you. I know. Um, their models are really cool. They got lots of good good stuff in there. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I kind of wish I could legitimately buy hardcover or softcover versions of their stuff and not just have a PDF. Because mm. honestly, like having a PDF, I I'm not gonna read it like as diligently or or go through it. Like having the tactile paper, like honestly helps. I don't know. Loves rule books. I Take mean, that I, down to the Kinkos. You know, do what you got to do. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> some people like that. Some people love a good excuse to go to the Kinkos and tell like them what kind of cardstock they like. like. Yeah, some people 15 love fifteen pages. Yeah. Oh man! Well, I picked up like a, a Warcry box, a bunch of stuff, and like the dude that I bought it from had done that with the Warcry book. Like he went and like had it spiral bound and cut properly. It's very nice. Like that, it does make it like way nicer. Like because it doesn't just flop back closed. You know, you're on page fifty eight or some such, and it'll just close. So you gotta like spiral bound. Yeah, yeah. But you spiral bound that. You just fold it open, set it down. You're good to go. Um. So yeah, it made me like kind of want to do that with a lot of a lot of the books. Uh. I mean, I I want to say that that's pretty expensive though. Like, so unless you're, like, committed to playing that game, like, they, uh, that's a bad idea. This, this book's going to be expensive. Is it less than $55? Is it less than $55? I want to I say, that, like, doing Spiral Bound at, like, Office Depot or Office Max or whatever is, is like, 30 or 40 bucks. I don't know for sure. I, you can make that I, I worked there like 20 years ago, so I yeah. think that's how much it was then. But Get yourself a PDF rule book. Get yourself a one-page rules rule book yeah. and go into Kinko's with $55 and get <laughs> yeah. the most premium yes. print of that yes. you can get. You know yeah. what? That makes me feel better about it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, and I'll, I will 100% be reading that book because that's I a video spent right that there. money. Yeah. Yeah, you get into your party van, you'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna go down to the Kinkos. We are going to use this Codex money to get the nicest one-page rules rule book yeah, anybody yeah. has ever gotten." So you know how you had that that story about the squirrel in your wall? Uh huh. So I've had this this mouse problem in my party van. Your party van, okay? It's yeah. Gonna be like, yeah. This is this gonna come up in the inspection? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I did just kill a mouse under my sink uh, the other day because there was uh, definitely a mouse Matt, you might want to edit that out so we don't have any sort of like legally <laughs> binding records of mm. knowledge of mm -hmm. uh... okay tell me about your party van okay. <laughs> so I, I go to get in it the other day and it has that distinct smell <laughs> so there, there's a hundred percent a dead mouse in there and I don't know where it is I cannot find it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I loaded it up with a bunch of stuff from inside the house to, you know, get it clean. And uh, so now there's just a ton of stuff sitting in the van, and it's, like, baking in 100-degree weather, and it's not good. And I've had to move it several <laughs> times, and it's like, I'm on the edge every time I get in. It's really bad. I just wanted to share that because, you know, why not? Why not? I'm rooting for you. I know yeah. you're going to find it. You're going to find it and be able to air that Whoa. out sometime in the next six months. Uh, the worst part is when you don't find it and then the smell dissipates anyways because it's too far gone. Too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has done maximal damage to your nose at that point. It could <laughs> yeah. not have been any worse. Right, right. Uh, that just reminded me of that a little bit. So I thought I'd share that. Yeah. Skaven in the party van before you got Skaven in 40k. That's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but actually doing that with the one-page rules, not a terrible idea. I know it's like 15 pages or whatever, but maybe if I throw in like a bunch of the codexes and whatnot, yeah, or whatever they call get them. Yeah, the core rules and then all of the, I don't know, faction supplements or whatever they call yeah, them. Yeah, whatever they call them. Bring, bring all that down there. 
Get your. I have them all. Get your mad money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, yeah. I've had them for a while. I just like I I got them. I was excited. Yeah. Uh, and then I literally just was like, ah, oh, PDF, huh? That's fun. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was that. <laughs> get that high weight paper. Get the. Yeah, I get, get the like the glossy gloss. stuff too. Yeah, that that super high gloss, like ten pound paper, or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. real thick stuff. Yeah, yeah, resume paper. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Make something real, real fancy. I wonder if they have a cover too. I make my own cover. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. One page rules, not actually one page. That's a good cover. Yeah. We'll get that in, you know, some fancy type font, something real, real good, real specific. Yeah, and take that to Kinko's, take that to Staples, takes that to Office Max, Office Depot. You go to all these places, you see who gets you the best. Yeah, the best deal I'll, for I'll shop around. Yeah, here's yeah. Good. Well, on that <laughs> note. On that note. Oh, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.